roasted, burnt. Okay, let's get this one so more time. So they burnt, sacrificed, and burnt a goat at the. So so sometimes, um, we should, uh, hear things again. We really should, so that we you know sometimes we hear something reported on once and that might be it. it on MSM, you know, you're not even going to hear it once. But um, things that we gotta kind of remember and be mindful of, um, we should review because we all know about my pet goat. But as things unfold, significance, further significance, always all often comes through. And uh, this channel is many fish, and uh, he's got a keen eye on some of this. So uh, we, the full the full thing you can see on his channel. Uh, you can also check yesterday's broadcast, but I just want to go through the end of this again, see if this rings any bells. What's going on in Israel? On in Israel, I think they sacrificed a goat. Time that this cathedral was being burnt, right? This is just crazy stuff, you guys. I don't know how exactly to put this all together, but hopefully I'll get to it again later. And, and put some more time into this because, you know, my spirit's like kind of going off the charts hmm. with all these things going on here. But it's all right there. And it's funny, I pet goat and they slaughter a goat, right? Wow. And when you continue watching this, I mean, basically it depicts their new world. This is the destruction of, quote, Christianity as the world knows it. And in comes the new Jesus and oh. the morning star. That's just how I see it, basically. <laughs> Look in uh, Isaiah again. We were just in Isaiah the other day on Isaiah 14. Yeah, Isaiah 14. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Right? And that's basically what they're depicting right here. Along with the scorpions, the pyramids, they this, the pyramids get destroyed. It's the their morning. phoenix, it's if you will. That's I haven't looked at Ipec Goat in a long people, time, but that's what but we're looking at. The morning star what my is Lucifer. That's what we're seeing right there. And it's going to be this their version of Jesus. symbolizing the death of Christianity and the rise of the new world religion. Which wake these up. guys, this is just crazy to me. These uh, these Israelites, these Jews that are doing this sacrifice of the goat. Or why are you doing the Passover goat four days before Passover? That's just insane. And like I say, I hope to get to more of this later. This guy really is very do. intriguing, many fish. Going hey. into another video of his that I find interesting. Uh, and it's called Satan's Rebellion USA 13. Building their tower again. So they're not done. They they do things over and over again. Uh, the point is, are we awake enough to catch it? So this explained. Here we go. Israel lands on the moon. 14th of April, 2019. This is a, nothing less than a giant ritual, just like they all are. I mean, you go all the way back to the beginning of the space program. All of this stuff is just huge, deceptive rituals designed to, number one, deceive the world. 
but also to garner the power of that deception. When people believe the lie, the perpetrators of the lie garner the power through that because the people are serving that lie. Satan, when it boils down to it, and that's all this was. You know, I showed you how they launched it at 222, which biblical everything has uh, the new numbers have numerical significance. Genesis, which is Bereshit, which this whole thing is Genesis. Uh, Genesis 2:22 talks about the rib being taken from Adam and creating the woman. This is the beginning in their eyes because that's when the whole system of humanity began was in the garden now they want to get themselves back to the garden bypassing God and judgment that's what their plan is their new Tower of Babel that's exactly what's going on here literally <laughs> so they so they crashed it on 11-4 they launched it on 222 okay now, we write 11.4 as in 4.11, right? All Genesis, this is all Genesis. Go to Genesis 4.11. And what do we get? We get where Cain is cursed from the earth, okay? Now, at the same time that they're running this Bereshit, NASA is running a giant study on the twins as in Cain and Abel. Just look at this graphic. You got one upside down, one right side up. The 23, the 23. The two strand DNA, this upside down orange fella is in the world like Cain. Wow. This guy appears to be in another dimension. Heaven maybe because that's what they plan to do. They are trying to get to heaven. All this black hole stuff, everything is highly ritualistic, but it's also manifesting into reality where we are seeing this happen. I mean, look at this graphic. The sunrise, the caduceus. It's just insane. The twins study. Look what they use for the uh, W and twins, the ISS. And in their Masonic NASA numerology, the W or the ISS is a 911. Just think about this. They're using 911 as the double U. <laughs> that is insane. But that's what it is. Okay, and then we go forward to the 114, and what do we get? We get the Tower of Babel. Let us build a city and a tower which taught me read to heaven. This is all the same. I mean, we could even look, we can go on and on, you guys. Don't it's it's actually Don't quite amazing. Isaiah oh 14. God, it's the 14s, the 11s are just crazy. Isaiah 14, 14. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. This is so, so obvious what they're doing here is constructing their Tower of Babel, installing their new world order. Okay, this is exactly what? what's going on here. What's he over here. And there's so many things that we could go through here. I mean, this little video, wow, this little video that they do, I've showed you this before, but this is off the charts. 
the little girl, the star, the red horse, all the phallic symbols, the moon, which represents the feminine. Look at the phallic symbols everywhere. The three, three 23, 46, 69, the red scarlet cape on the little child. All of these little videos, I'm telling you, this is just like completely off the charts crazy stuff, you guys. Look at this. Bereshit will spend 72 hours. This really cracked me up when I saw this. 72 Horus on the moon investigate in Vesti Gate. That literally means in a veiled or covered gate. I'm serious. Spell it out. Vesti. So I even obvious. pulled it up somewhere here. These are things I just want to show you because it is amazing. Vesti is a covering or a veil. Vesti. They're in Vesti gate. You understand what I'm saying? Magnetic. M-A-G-N-E-T-I-C. Magic. Net. Wow. I'm just telling you, this is how I see these things. And these guys are doing nothing but no good nicks. And now they're just tweeting like high school kids. Look at this. This morning, 3.22 a.m. Huh. They're going to have a Q&A session on Reddit. Isn't that lovely? The 72 hours. is 72 just as a number in and of itself represents so many things. I mean, seriously, the, the, the journey took 49 days, exactly, seven sevens, essentially a false declaration of purification, of spiritual enlightenment, if you will. And it's also a 13, the rebellion. The rebellion shows up in the law of first mention in the Bible, in Genesis, 14, 4, 12 years they served Cherulomar, and in the 13th year, 4 and 9, they rebelled. Mm. First mention in the Bible, 14, 4. I'm telling you, there's something, it's a generational thing, because the 14 represents the generations, like in Matthew 1. You know, they're looking to construct their new Tower of Babel. That's the bottom line. And it all ties together all these space agencies and all the governments. They're all in this together. Hate to tell you, but it's a giant lie. NASA lies. It's just the way it is. Sorry, guys. But they are going after their little Stargate. Again, the 72. You got to think about these things. 72 is the, uh, the number of stars that surround the apotheosis of Washington and the oculus in Washington, D.C. I believe Washington, D.C. is essentially the muscle, if you will, of the New World Order. Uh, and it will fail. It's just the way it's just laid out. Man. That's God's rules, not mine. But, I mean, look at all this stuff. This is the, the uh, dome in Washington, D.C. 72 stars. The 72 arrangements of the Tetragrammaton. The 72 names of God. Kabbalah. It's everywhere. The 13 female figures. All Make with up, stars yeah. over their heads. You gotta think about this. 
the Hi. mythological figures, Poseidon, the rainbow, they have deified themselves because their God is the devil. And he's promised them that they're going to be just like gods, taken from the tree of life, live forever with no judgment. Do what thou wilt and build their stairway to heaven. That's what they're doing, folks. Don't think for one minute it isn't because that's exactly what they're doing. So, you know, it's ongoing. It isn't over. This stuff just continues. But we're watching it manifest and it's just a matter of time before you're going to know you need to make a decision. And if it's not already firmly based in Jesus Christ, get to it. Get to know it. Humble yourself and ask to know the truth. Open the Word of God and just start to read with humility. It's so important that you realize that our carnal minds can't figure this out and we see the darkness encroaching. We just see it coming. So many people are trying to figure out ways that they'll be able to usurp the new world order. It's not going to happen. Jesus Christ is the only way. He's the truth. So that's where you need to start. And then all this stuff kind of becomes kind of foolishness. God looks at all this as foolishness because they will fail. However, they're going to take down as many as they can with them. So don't be one of those. Don't be a victim of this satanic world. Seek Jesus Christ. Plant your feet firmly on that foundation because it's here. Listen, don't forget the Most High Creator of all things that created everything. I mean, I, I hate to say it in the kerfuffle, people are forgetting the Most High. Don't forget the Most High. Not just His children. The Most High. Whatever you think His name is. Don't forget that if you don't want Him to forget you. Alright, well it's Easter and uh just want to uh listen to something called uh this is called For Those Who Have Ears to Hear. This guy Santos Bonacci <laughs> I'm really concerned for him. I know he probably eats like a very healthy diet. He's looking a little thin to me and he really I think his name is online if you want to look him up it's called Mr. Astro Theology and I think he's working too hard because he's so thin people I don't know what his health issues are but oh okay so he's on a master fast for 108 days with no solid fool food excuse me <laughs> I didn't mean to say that I'm sorry with no sol solid food one man's journey to heal himself. I don't know what he's healing from, but the dude is skin and bones, and I bet he, he doesn't even look like there's any parasites in him because he is, like, so thin. So, you know, I have thought about fasting. <laughs> that sounds so terrible. But um, I actually do it. I do intermittent fasting, you know what I mean, where it's, like, a little bit at a time, uh, I do do that, 
Um, and, uh, you know, I try to knock it down to one big meal a day, you know, kind of like how the Italians do, you know, very light breakfast, light dinner, not too much sweets late at night, although when, late at night is when I'm craving the sweets. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude's thin. So let's go with him. He's on American Freedom Radio. Let's just hear a little bit about what he's doing. You can check him out, Mr. Astro Theology, and I suggest you do that. Here we go. Um, and help you to uh, understand the sacred sciences, etc., philosophy better. Because there is a unifying field, and that's what my work's all about. There is a unifying one uh, universal overarching philosophy that was bequeathed to humanity when humanity was not fragmented. And so a departure happened in the past where <clears throat> all that information was fragmented, and so we became Buddhists, Muslims, Christians, Jews, <coughs> they were already there, but they weren't, they were integrated. <coughs> and they were all different aspects of paying homage to nature, God, the Creator. Through astrology, through homeopathy, through natural means, natural living. Now we've departed from that, it's obvious. We're very technological now, and we would rather take a doctor's manipulated chemical versions of nature now <clears throat> so what they do is they get natural things and they invert it throw in a few chemicals put a patent on it make a lot of money and it's not as effective so we know that nature has all the answers and this is why uh, witches astrologers homeopaths with, with, with the advent of allopathy homeopathy went bye-bye, you see, underground. And so now we're, we're sort of, we're kooks because we, we believe that nature's got all the cool stuff that can help us and heal us. Uh, it's weird how we figured that. Uh, we should have gone to school, got educated, uh, and uh, learned better that the white coat people that tell you, uh, you know, how to treat your illnesses rather than cure and heal them, uh, it's best to go to them because they've done you know, seven years of university. So my um, my work is based on that, Vinny. Um, I'm improving syncretism. My latest videos, if you go to my YouTube channel, Mr. Astro Theology, click on all the last, say, 20 videos. <clears throat> if you've seen anything I've done years ago, you'll see that uh, these videos, these presentations are much more concise, much more uh, information-packed and cohesive. Okay, so let's get into it today. It's not an illusion, it's, it's real, but it's a temporal reality. And this is why the true spiritualists, the true, I should say mystics, not spiritualists, anyone can be spiritual. <clears throat> that means to detach yourself from the material, but a mystic is the next level. It's the anagogic le point. level. Spiritual is allegoric. It's it's for people who are, are mental or people who are uh, intellectual. Uh, but the mystical, M-Y-S-T, is fire. M-I-S-T, mist, is water. 
This is why they don't like mystics, you see. Oh, he's a mystic. As if to say that he's an idiot because he's a mystic. Well, their own scriptures tell you that eventually you must be baptised in spirit and fire, not the water baptism, which is for kids. And what that means is fire is the highest element. It's plasma. And the whole universe is made of plasma. Plasma is the same word as pulse, just jumbled around. Plasma, pulse and prana, if you realise that L and R are interchangeable. So once you know those three words, pulse, plasma, prana, the universe is 99.9% .9 plasma, which comes from the ether, the quintessence. So scientists ignore the ether, they're just starting to learn about plasma and pulse weapons and pulse. They're using a lot of pulse weaponry and technology these days, aren't they? Hmm. Well, it tells you because they're now entering a new era of technology, which is magnetic, bye-bye electric. Mm. Okay, electricity has been uh, a, a ruinous energy for humanity. It's created the electrical grid, whereas only 150 years ago, up until 150 years ago, when they dismantled the magnetic free energy grid that was all universal around the world and set up their electric grid, they stepped down. We stepped down to a control system. Electricity, the transverse wave, you can put meters on that. The pulse wave, you can get that prana from breathing. Prana, pulse, plasma, breath. I find yeah, it's um, different about this uh, kind of uh, aspect, especially when it comes to uh, healing, allopathic medicine, uh, that sort of thing. It ignores basically Tesla, who, who created um, uh, what was it, the radio and television and all of these other, other kind of things, alternating current. And uh, he said that it's all about frequency, you know, that, that frequency and vibration. That's the nature of the universe if you want to understand it, if you want to create electricity or anything like that able to create wireless electricity that was safe all right imagine that ladies and gentlemen driving around with no gas tank and no engine you know and no fuel anywhere on earth all the time beautiful but of course let's censor that because it allows people to be free you know we, we don't want that we want to keep people restricted we want to keep people thinking small Okay, just take this pill here. Just look down, look down here, and look at that tiny little pill. That's that. That's the whole universe right there. That's that tiny little pill. Just, just shove it in your mouth. No, no, don't read the side effect. No, no, no. I'm no. It, it's His impression is Bible. Saint Paul mentioned it. Saint Peter mentioned ears. it. It's the mystery. So, and it's the MYST, which is the baptism of fire. It means to have the higher elements, your fire illuminated, like the the. The disciples at Pentecost had the tongues of fire on their heads, symbolizing a baptism of fire. This is what every initiate does. That's what you go through the ordeals at the mystery schools to, to come out accomplished. And then you get crucified at the end, which is the symbolic crucifixion of Jesus. And then you get a, a white stone with a new name on it, which is your spiritual name, and you have a baptism in fire. It's all a process that individuals must go through to purify, crucify their body in this world and ascend to the next, you know, the next stage. 
and we've lost that science. But it's it's in all the the holy books, how to how to get on the path of truth and then be crucified and then be saved and baptized with fire. So that's what my work's all about, just um, freeing people and and helping them to become self-determined. So when it comes to uh, medications, you don't need them. I don't. I don't go to doctors. I make my own stuff. So if I've got, say, digestive problems, I go to the internet and I punch in what's good for digestion. Well, peppermint essential oil, fennel essential oil. So I make a little bit of a drink, drink that, and lo and behold, stomach pain, indigestion just goes. But you know what I think it is? I think it is that um, people, well, certain people of a certain age group, I think, they, they have this reverence for authority, you know, and it's, you know, are you kidding? I'm not going to go off something I read online. You know, I remember warning some, a friend of mine who's very intelligent about vaccines and she was like, are you kidding? No, you have to take that or these kids are going to get sick. And, you know, it's kind of like not everyone believes in their own ability to look at something you know, look at what their situation is and then, you know, come to a decision. It's kind of, we all have this mentality of let's wait around for somebody else to say, uh, you know, oh, I can do this. I could do that. Because like with my mom, we, we knew how to cure cancer. I mean, I was studying day and night. I feel like I went to medical school with everything that we were looking up. We knew how to do it with the Gerson protocol, with all of it. And she just was so tired and frightened and uh, stressed out, you know, that she was deferring to the doctor. And the doctor said, well, just do this. And and when when the doctor says, just do this, many people feel like they can just relax because I'm in the care of the doctor they're going to worry about all that stuff and I don't have to it's very difficult for a person that is fearful for their life to have the additional stress of trying to figure out you know they just can't even wrap their mind around it and that's why if you have go through any kind of illness have support if you can supportive people around you and that's why I always say as we go into these end days be very selective of who your circle is your friends your family whomever it is you don't want to have people like Job's wife saying well just curse God and die well everybody gotta go sometime I have an aunt she's ill and she's like oh well everybody dies and she's listening to these commercials that are just you know horrible and I'm like do you realize that that's affecting you? She's like, oh no, it doesn't affect me. Everybody dies. And I mean, it is true. Everybody dies. But what you feed your mind is important. And the kind of people that you have around you and how they look at you. You know, my mom always used to say, no, don't tell that one that I'm sick. Because once they have that idea that, that you're facing something, they have no faith. And the reflection of their not having faith Enough people not having faith in you, in health, in anyone's ability 
to uh, cure themselves holistically, if they're all looking at you like, what, you didn't go to the doctor? Are you crazy? You know what I mean? That, that, that doubt, doubt is so strong. And so people have to start, especially as anything could happen. We have to get smart about so many things. We, we can't even depend that we're going to be able to go to a naturopath doctor or that we're going to have information or anything. We have to learn how do we start growing our own fruits and vegetables? How can we just do the basics so that we can handle it? How can we just grow basic herbs? Even if it's in your house, if you have to make a little greenhouse, whatever you have to do so that you know that you can cure basic things and we I might go through it on the show you know I know how I know how dangerous this all is you know god you know nobody wants anybody to know anything but you literally have to take personal responsibility for yourself I can tell you something that also I I don't believe that all doctors deserve the trust that we put in them I really, really don't. I think that people are getting devices put in. I think that, uh, you know, I think you should stay away from the doctor if you can at all help it. Um, because a lot of times they're wrong. You know, I, I had a doctor one time that one of my mom's doctors actually that saw so, she's a great doctor, but she had so many patients. You would come in and she'd be looking at your chart and not remember what it is that happened with you last time or what your case is. Completely clueless. Too many people. And when my mom uh, first was getting ill, she, missed, she my mom had been tested. And this person did not catch it for a very long time because she was just, I don't know, spaced out or whatever. And maybe that was a blessing. But my mom should have taken, you know... It, my mom had a lot of stress on her and that that was the main thing that I will tell people you know and even in me in fighting the certain situations that I've been dealing with that everybody's aware of is don't stress and that's where your faith or your spiritual system comes in where somehow if you've noticed how I've shifted gears in how I have resisted uh the elements that have been against me where you know uh, i'll say whatever i need to say whatever kind of momentum i need to get to do what i need to do i will do it because to not release it that also is not healthy you know when you feel some kind of way and you don't you don't express and you're like oh it's not real or, oh it's not happening you really still feel that way and dis-ease is disease is dis-ease so you have to have a way of transmuting that energy and alchemizing that energy. And so if you've seen me, I will change that into a story. I will write a rhyme and somebody might be like, oh, I can't believe you said that. You know, better that you did that than you held in illness. Better that you, you know, in your house alone, curse somebody out than, you know, you holding all that inside and then it just festering and having all this kind of stuff. So there are ways to, to definitely work things out with different individuals. But the other thing that I would say that I learned from looking at my mom's case is like, 
it's something that runs in my family, a workaholic thing. And I saw her do that. My grandmother do that. Uh, a lot of people in my family do that. And I'm like, you know what? The thing that I realized is that if you don't have quality of life, if you're not actually living and then using that, using your life and then funneling through that through your work, then you're working to live instead, you know, then you're, then you're, um, you're not really living, you know, and your work can only be so good. So these people that are like, I'm on my grind, I'm on my grind, you know, and it's like, you know, you're on your grind, but what are you really getting out of it and what's happening to your body? And I can say that to myself, like in, in trying to take care of my mom and trying to fight these people and me trying to get through my, my comedy education that I really did not realize that I was neglecting myself. I still, you know, I have different methods of being able to get myself, uh, to sleep because I get so worked up and I'm so into it and I'm so energized and I do love to work late at night because, uh, most people are sleeping. And so then I don't have to deal with, you know, people bothering me as much. Uh, so I've always, I've always loved working at night because then all the people, you know, that are in my face about what I do, how I do it, they're just... They're not in my business and I kind of have such a great alone time, you know, so learn to have that alone time. When you have that alone time, a lot of people are like, I'm lonely. Oh, I can't be alone. And they got to have somebody in their face every second or they got to be in a relationship every second of their lives. No, 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 no. Learn how to have that alone time where you can reset you can reset your body. You can reset your mind. You can reset your spirit. You can reset your life. I was working to the point where I, I'm telling you, you know, first of all, I had unbelievable uh, tasks on my shoulders where I had so many of my creative uh, stuff that would be in a studio if I had the right amount of space was just everywhere. And I had everybody in my life that was like, oh, you got stuff over there. You got stuff over there. Just throw everything away. Oh, just do this. Or just, just in my face and on top of me about what I should do. And what I really step back and I look at it, I'm like, you know what? I'm one person. I cannot do all of this by myself. You got to be able to look at something and be like, no, when something is not humanly realistic or possible, I don't care how many thousands of people are on your, in your face or putting peer pressure on you or telling you to do something, you know, you, you got a diagnosis and they're like, oh, you got to go. You don't got to do nothing. You are in control of your life. And for me, like there were so many things that I couldn't control. I couldn't, I had all my different belongings and stuff that I had to go through and I was just avoiding it and, and going through it and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I need to first shut all these outer voices off. Just shut them the hell off. Whoever they are, are they paying my bills? Are they driving me? 
uh, to see a specialist? Are they, you know, buying me fresh vegetables? Are they, you know, paying my cell phone bill? They're not doing any of that. But you will have so many people in your life putting so many concerns on you and they got their own deadlines by which you need to do this this and this and why haven't you done this and oh you're not that and it's like you know what who are you you're not in my life I don't need your permission to decide what what my health is and my course of action is and no matter what you're you know not everybody has a huge apartment or a huge living space, you know, and there is such a thing as hoarding. And then there is such a thing as you moved from a whole house into an apartment building and it's just not going to work. And it doesn't mean you throw all your stuff out. It means that you have to go piece by piece and organize things and set it up as a studio. And if you're one person and you don't have the amount of help that you need then you're just going to have to tell all those people I guess she can't come over yet and then what you do is you take a special amount of time a day or you take that one day off a week that you have um, or certain parts of your day and you say you know what just for today I'm just going to do this corner just for to I know that this area is a mess or and and you can you can totally apply this technique to anywhere in your life anything that you haven't gotten to anything that you know you feel overwhelmed you know before you start to stress stop and breathe stop and breathe because god willing you have you have more time than you think. The world isn't going to end. My mom used to be like, I have to finish this report by this. They're going to be, they're going to be, you know, they, sometimes people are going to, they're going to be hostile towards you or, or if there's no real deadline, but they're, they're going to, they're going to try to intimidate you or make you feel guilty or whatever. And you know what? It's like, guess what? I have kids. I have a life. You're paying me this amount of money. I'm doing my job. You have to know how much you can really do. And my mom always said, she was like, don't be a Jim Henson. Don't be like that because you are crazy creative. And people that are takers and they don't understand how creative people work, they'll just Ha let you and have you go round the clock and when you fall out they'll be like oh did you fall out the background of this song that you're hearing right now is a Mariah Carey song and I mean did everybody remember when she fell from exhaustion you know and people are like oh we didn't know she was you know we didn't know it was like if you don't speak up and take responsibility and power for yourself and just have a sit down or you don't you know you're not required to explain to other people that don't understand you're really not if something at work if there's a situation and this was something I tried to tell my mom and she didn't listen if you're going to work at eight o'clock and you're working till five and you're coming home and you're bringing work home every night and then you're still working until 10 or 11 every day that means you're literally working around the clock and nobody is paying you for that and I don't care oh, oh 
I got to keep my job. Oh, this person is always causing me problems. I don't care what it is. Change your job. I don't, I don't care what it is because guess what? After my mom, uh, passed away, the person that took her job, she don't even stress not a thing. If it gets done, it gets done. I mean, I hate to say that. I mean, they meet deadlines, but my mom was the, the intimidation game. And sometimes, yes, I know non-melanated people don't understand this, the racial intimidation game of the fear of, you know, if, if we can prove, oh, you're not working hard enough or you're not doing this or whatever, you have to be able to stand up to bullies. And I will tell you that that is why I am feeling as invigorated as I am feeling today. Because I had people literally uh, persecuting my whole life because I chose a different career path. And they didn't even understand that I was educating myself in another way. And did I, I educated myself as much as I could in terms of spending money to go to school for what I needed to know. And then I was like, okay, well, I already have my artistic voice down. I know how to create and cultivate a program for myself, an independent study for what it is that I need, need to do. And I did that, but every single step of the way, I mean, I, I would sometimes like, you know, I was just going with my comedy stuff every day all day and I really didn't care you know I had friends that were like oh yeah let's go party let's go do this and I was like you know what I am doing a career shift to something else and I'm in this you know weird in-between transition period where I'm also fighting for you know uh all the prior projects that I've done to be paid for work that people should have paid me for and I was like I do not want to get out of this period and people be like oh well you say you can do this but uh oh we haven't where's your where's your body of work where's your uh, you know and it's easy for you to say oh well I do this 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 and this and the first thing somebody will say is oh you're trying to be a this oh you're trying to make people feel bad oh and I'm like no no that's just how I work one thing that I do actually informs the other thing. While I'm working on one, it's actually giving me insight into an, the other to improve it. I am the type of person, mind, talent, whatever I have is, is some type of analysis and then lemonade. That's what my mother called it. That's what I do. And so there's people that don't understand that. Because in, they only do their one thing. And guess what? Doing one thing is not bad. You do the hell out of that one thing. You cannot, uh, you know, say, oh, well, that person's a triple threat. So therefore, I have to be a triple threat to compete with them. That's stupid. Because you will never, if you are not that kind of person that has to have a thousand things going at once and you thrive off of that, mostly air signs are like that. If that is not who you are, you're going to kill yourself. I'm not kidding you. You can't do it because that's just not who you are. And then there's some people that, you know, everybody is different. We have to respect each and every one's process. You have to find your process. Don't copy my process. Don't even go by just what I'm saying. All I can tell you is what is working for me. 
All I can tell you is what is working for me. I can't, I don't know how your situation's gonna go. Sometimes I can look at you and analyze you and say, based on what I've seen, this is the best way to approach that. But I, I, and yeah, I haven't put on the whole episode and this is gonna be a long Easter. I might have to uh, put this in two sections. Um, is that I really want everyone to understand that we're being pushed to a hive mind. And so it's like this kind of Lego thing where uh, one shape fits all. And in your life, if you want to achieve something outstanding and you want to be outstanding, you have to find what is your unique voice. Only being able to copy someone else's voice, that's good. that could get you that could get you something. That could, lots of people make jobs, you know, being, you know, okay, I'm a lookalike, I'm a soundalike, or, you know, I do cover songs of this one particular person. That could be a career. But if you want to leave a mark, you have to find out what it is that you do that is, you know, if you didn't do it, nobody else could do it. Or you wouldn't want to see anybody else do what it is that you do the way that you do it. So you have to find your process. There's, there's one thing we don't learn in school is that there's more than one way to solve a problem. And the way children are being taught in schools right now is that it's either A, B, C, or D. Or E, none of the above. And it's very cookie cutter thinking. You know, it's either these choices and you don't think that it could be any of these other answers could be the answers. Any other path could be the answer to the answer of something that's also true. We have to expand. Our thinking has gotten so narrowed down. Some people don't even know how to think. Most people, because of the um, the social climate in school and the pressures that are on teachers, most people are afraid to think. Afraid to think. And especially minority children are in so many situations of intimidation with safety, with basic survival, with uh, just having a strong will and a magnetic personality can be threatening to certain people. And you could be a very, very powerful child and have, there's many powerful children coming into the world right now. And you could be the parent of one. And you have to understand that there are forces in this world that are intimidated by the prospect that your child, you know, can do that. They don't know what that child's going to do with that. Is that child going to be an asset? Is that they don't know. So it's up to you to be able to teach your child how to, how to shape that, that star seed quality and that energy, how to protect your energy, protect your energy. We're dealing with a lot of, uh, you know, I don't want to say things, you know, that are bad, but you know, it's types of energy vampires that are out here. And, and they go about whatever it is that they do in the ways that they do. And we've got to protect our health. 
We've got to protect our health. This is the whole process of everything I've been through, everything the collective we've all been going through, right? Is learning how to love ourselves. Really love ourselves. When we read and we understand that we are the temple of the Most High God. We are the temple of the Most High God. If we took that time alone every day, whether you want to call it prayer, whatever you want to call it, you take that 10 minutes alone and you remember that you are the temple of the Most High God. Just reminding yourself of that, right? So in every single situation, it's actually going to change your how you think because you before you go to put something in your mouth, you're going to say, no, this is the temple of Most High God. I can't put that in the temple of Most High God. It's like after you go for a workout and you take that shower and you feel phenomenal and somebody offers you a piece of chocolate bar or something that's something that is uh, not just chocolate bar, but just anything that is like, you know, not real food. You can't even dream of putting that in your body because you're aware of your connection with the divine. Your, your, your inner juices, your heat has been activated. Your system is moving. You know, you, you couldn't even contemplate that. And then if you're reminding yourself of that, I'm, I'm, I am a child of the most high God. And, and no matter what this world is saying, no matter what anybody's saying, no matter what I look like, I am the temple of the Most High God. What does that mean? That means you don't have to be perfect because He is already perfect. You just have to try and do your best. So if you're out, you know, you're out, you ever see somebody out in a, a social situation and, you know, they may not be the most attractive person in the room. But they know that they got the temple of the Most High God. And they're at peace in it. And they they love themselves and they love other people. And they're just radiating this energy. And everybody's attracted to that. You know? And when, when the wrong people hit on them and saying, oh, let's do this. And let's just, you know, drink ourselves into a stupor. Or let's just, we just met. Let's jump on each other or whatever. No. Because the first thing you say is, I am the child of the most high God. I can't roll like that. I cannot roll like that. I can't do it. It protects you. It protects you. It protects you. It makes you mindful. So that is the real reason. No matter what your practice is, whether it's going to church, whether it's reading the word, whatever it is, that is where you are reprogramming your mind and your spirit and your body in the healthy way because people don't understand they don't understand that this media and this music and this uh magazines and these books and every everything out here is counter programming you so you have to you have to control that. And what, what we're being bombarded with is this false perfection that comes from outside of ourselves. Okay? Everything is, oh, we have to look perfect. We have to have this. We have to, uh, 
drive this. We have to live here. We have to appear to be. Everything is, is, is extraneous and about everything that's on the outside of us and not what's on the inside of us. And so if I'm, if I know I have this room and I have, this is, this is my workspace and I respect myself, but I'm also trying to get these shows done and I'm trying to fight, you know, these, these people's spiritual battles that I have to deal with. If I put that pressure on myself, I will fall out. And guess what? People will step right over you and keep on going. You need to be saying, no, guess what? I'm the child of the most high God. Yes, there's some things in my life that are not perfect. It might be out of control. And guess what? I am making a commitment to tackle it one thing at a time, bit by bit, and it's going to be taken care of. So what I usually do in my room, I know that I have to get my, my spiritual work for the most high, whether I'm making money off my show or not, I have to do it. I'm compelled to do it. I just have to do it. I, I can't explain it to anybody. I have to do it, you know? So, uh, I try to, I don't need to do multiple shows a day, but I try to that is what I feel my, my real function in life is, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm fighting multiple battles at one time, but I realize that the battle is not mine because the divine, the divine can, can achieve all things. So in this room, I know that I have my show to do. I know that I have a dress to make and I have a finite time with which I need to get that done. And another thing is I'm not superwoman. I'm going to start to get tired at a certain point, even from just thinking about it, because I'm doing multiple things. I am a person that is, people don't always understand that some people's job is different from other people's job, meaning they might have more of a mental job. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, some people judge hard work by okay well we saw you lift 10 bricks and you made that whole wall and you finished that whole wall that's done okay so with creative people many times because people don't under they they don't see your brain even if they are in your brain they don't they are not you they're not you they don't function like you they don't understand what it takes me to become inspired to come up with something or to to divulge the meaning of the deeper meaning of something how many times i have to look at something how many hours i have to meditate on something to come up with a profound concept or idea that could i mean i could spend i mean everybody's different but some people, what you don't know is there are writers of scripts, movies or whatever, some projects, one project, a person could study uh, or, or look at something for 10 years for one project. And hopefully they have a sponsor or they have someone investing in them so that they can afford to live. But it doesn't always work that way. And there are many visual artists as well. That have to, when people say find their inspiration, you, in order to have something to say, 
You have to know something. And, and to know it, it just doesn't mean that you memorize facts. It means that it, it, it has to actually mean something to you to be like even to sing something. Yes, somebody, you know, some people have that automatic thing where they can just memorize it and do it. And, you know, you'll see a show and the people will be dancing in front of you and they're moving at the speed of light and they're singing all these songs and they're moving so fast. And it doesn't mean anything. You go to the show and it just looked like you were watching something on fast forward, a bunch of chipmunks running around singing and there was nothing happened. Because the point is, for a lot of people, is just to get it done. Do a spectacle. Make something people are going to talk about. Okay, yeah. But, but, does, is it, is it with you? Is, is that like, that's like fast food. It's with you two seconds and it's gone. You know, to the, the old standards, I mean, I don't want to go back and uh, to say old. But our standards have changed, you know, where I'm, I'm going to go back to music where you have a song. People could make an album and you could live off of that album, one album, because it that, sometimes the album was made in a week. I've heard Tina Turner say she did something in a week, but I'm saying to you that the approach even to creating something was this one album is going to live with people. For a year, two years, five years, ten years. The intention. It's going to be with you. It's a companion. It's serving a function. It's not fast food. But that's what it's turned into everywhere. Everything. Even fabrics and garments. It's like, okay, we're, we, oh, you like that style? You saw that style on that trendsetter on YouTube? We're going to put it together with spit and glue in two minutes. And it's going to be dirt cheap. And you're going to get it in your house in two days, you know. And then you get it. And it looks great three times. And it's gone. You throw it in the garbage. That's not what fashion used to be about. Where you would have a piece you would have something that you could actually give to, you know, another person in your family could wear it. Another 10 years. I got stuff from 20 years and it looks just as good, almost as good. Some people make garments that well, that it lasts that long and it, it's such high quality. And that's why you pay the price and you say that is a designer item because whoever made that item put that amount of quality in and so yes they deserve to to uh live the lifestyle that they live or the money that they live but today we have this this hustler mentality of whatever i have to do to make the money and you know well i made the money and my name is out there and i blah 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 but is your product serving a purpose Everybody wants to be loved, but are they putting the love into the gift that they're sharing with whomever it is that they're sharing it with? When we put love into what we do, 
that's what makes it amazing so so for me i had to decide guess what i gotta only do what i love because if i don't love it i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wanna uh you know involve myself in it and you shouldn't we don't always have the ability to choose uh everything that we the jobs that are available to us and we got to make a living and oftentimes we got to do something that we don't want to do all the more reason if you're stressed if you're doing a job you don't like if you're around people that you don't like instead of letting things overwhelm you take a second and say what would I want it to be in my most in my most ideal situation imagine it what would it take for me to live the kind of life that I want to live and then guess what sometimes you have to take risks because my vision for me being able to write and and do comedy or whatever nobody nobody shared that vision people were telling me I was bad uh, you know worthless and I mean really horrible things I was the only person that could see it and I literally had to just have blinders on and just say just block them out and, and, and as soon as I could enter and just start the thing it is that I love to do then I would go into that magical place where I'm just I'm so alive and I'm so happy and I forget time and I took a chance I took a chance on myself I invested in myself I had to believe in myself that I could do it because I, I from my earliest age I, I read comic books I watched soap operas I studied dialogue and all that kind of stuff and I knew that I could write everyone knew my, my, my family w was very um, supportive of that but I did not know how to use my voice. You know, I didn't connect. I didn't connect for some reason. Or rather, it just might not have been the time. You know, and um, I didn't, a lot of people might say, oh, she just suddenly manifested this. And no, I dreamed it. If, if if since these people have my Google, they have my Google history from you know decades. Look and see, so you can see that I was trying to figure out how how can I move myself toward the direction that I want to be. And even though it doesn't seem, how would I ever, you know, how could I? And and I knew that I could just do something. Yeah, I could just do something. But I needed to do it, I needed to find my way of doing it, you know, and um, I had a comedy teacher that said, oh, it takes you 10 years to find your voice and blah, 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 blah. And um, I don't know, at the time I said some kind of joke to myself, I don't really remember what it is, but it was something along the lines of like, you forget I'm a singer. I have a voice and I had to make some adjustments but the fact that I had put in so much time from my childhood 
cut a lot of that 10 years that it would have taken out. And then I knew that, you know, people were like, oh, you, the money that you inherited, you wasted it. You spent money on this expensive apartment and you didn't work at the post office. Instead, you were doing comedy every day, all day. You were, you know, doing, I was doing a thousand things, not just comedy, but I was doing a thousand different things. But the point is, if I hadn't have done that, when I did it, if I didn't take the chance on myself to ignore what people that even people that thought that they were, you know, knew what was best for me. If I didn't, if I wasn't independent minded, if I didn't have the faith in the most high to know, I remembered when I was little you know, it's so funny, this song, this song that's on right now, you know, was around the time when, uh, I mean, I started taking voice lessons very, very, very early, way too early than I should have, you know, I should not have been taking lessons that early, but, um, had I not, when, when I first started, I was like, I can do this. I can do this. I didn't know how I could do it, but I knew that I could. Um, and I didn't have, I, I, my, everybody, your voice is small, you know, and, uh, people, my, I had an aunt that used to say, sit down, stop making noise, you know, and I kept, I kept singing anyway, you know, and then I, I was loving certain things and, you know, a- able to do certain things uh, I was getting better and better and stronger and stronger and so I saw how God helped me turn a little seed into something into what I wanted it to be and then so when I knew that I wanted to make a shift you know because obviously whatever I was doing was not working you know I knew that I could depend on him again if I believed in the same way and if I kept chasing it in the same way. So as you go through different chapters in your life, you're going to figure out that, you know, you change, you know? So like the technique that might've worked for me at 18, I have a completely different instrument now. Everything has to be rethought. Everything has to be adapted. Um, you're a different person at, at every stage. You have a completely new body. I think they said every seven years, right? So all of this is just about care of the self and knowing who you are, claiming your identity as a, as a child of the most high. You don't have to be perfect. Perfect is you have an intention, you have an idea, and then you you work towards it. You are not here to live your life for anyone else. If you miss your dream, if you waste time pursuing what other people want, they're not going to care. They're not going to care if you don't get your dream. If you if you let go of people that you love because your mother doesn't like them or somebody doesn't like them or friends that you like guess what there's only 
there's only this one moment that you and I are here right now. This is it. That one, if I, if I didn't take this time to make this recording right now, it wouldn't be, it would not be the same. It's like when people are born, the earth is in a specific alignment at that time and that makes you exactly who you are because of those unique individual properties of the energies of where everything is at that time. Creating is just the same way. How, I'm, how I see this garment right now is comp and, and my need for it what I need it to become its functionality could be very different at another time and another circumstance I might say oh oh I still have that and I didn't make that you know what I'm not gonna make what I originally this is better for this moment you know so everything is about choices and our choices if you're an actor you know that every second of that dialogue is about choices, how you choose to act, how you choose to respond, what, how you naturally respond, how you allow yourself to respond. So all of these things go into our health. I mean, I really do believe that all of this is connected. That's why I'm taking the time to talk to you about it. Please check out uh, Santos Bonacci's uh, channel uh, and get the rest of it um, I think this is probably enough for Easter um, but it's so funny we just played the greatest love of all is, is happening is literally the most high is coming back you know it's not going to be the fake alien coming back but I'm saying we're wrapping up the cycles we're going into our growth. We're going into our thing. You know, this is it. This is it. So, us loving ourselves helps us to stay in the moment and not worry so much about yesterday, tomorrow, whatever. It's this moment right now. Who we are, what we're creating, and how we love. Okay, that was the end of that. But I figured that I would just I figured that I would just uh continue on. I'm going to I'm going to talk to you about some other things too. Uh since we're talking about health and we're talking about uh targeted individuals, bullied individuals, uh individuals under stress uh and situations, you know, intimidation. Um so a lot of times other people that don't understand your path they don't understand whatever it is that your purpose is what it means to you they don't see its possible impact because all they can see are your circumstances and if I might say it, you say oh you're just saying that you're just giving me a pep talk or you're just making excuses for yourself whatever okay no Take, since it's Easter, take the example of Jesus. 
This is very important. Take the example of Jesus, how even he was a carpenter, right? And uh, people were like, you know, why should we listen to you? You're just a carpenter's son. Even though he was a rabbi and he had all that uh, knowledge from an early age, the attitude is, look at you. Look at how you're dressed. You're, you're a sheep herder. You're a, you know, you were born in a manger. And what you have to understand is that many of the people that we have had as prominent figures that humankind has learned from in the eons, you know, supposed eons, many of these people, uh, it's not about uh, coming from the greatest or looking the greatest or any of that kind of stuff. Let me see, the best example I can think of is Yoda. I was, I was writing this in my blog the other day that, um, you know, people are like, well, you know, so-and-so is so good looking and that's how they get followers. And that's really scary because just because someone's good looking doesn't mean that they have the wisdom or the uh, the wherewithal to lead anybody in doing anything. So looking like you, you are about something is one thing. Actually being able to do something, that's more important. And um, I was saying, I was saying about the Star Wars thing that look at, look at Luke, how he, uh, you know, Luke was, when he first met Yoda and Yoda, oh, I should do a movie on the radio about this. But when he was like first meeting Yoda and uh, what is this stuff? What the heck is that? He was first meeting Yoda and, you know, Yoda was hobbling around and playing into the stereotype. You know, he's like, look at this little green, look at this little green creature. And he's eating something that looks like, you know, dirt mud or whatever and he's like I can't learn anything from you you know and uh, Yoda was saying you know oh he can't learn anything from me because he wasn't looking with his spiritual eyes he was looking at Yoda you know with materialistic eyes and he would have missed everything that Yoda had to give him Yoda was a gatekeeper but he'd never know it because he judged him by how he, he said, oh, you judge me by my sons? Judge me by my sons, do you? Okay, anyway. <laughs> so that's the whole point is sometimes we can be lucky enough to bump into people in our lives that may not, they may not look like, you know, a supermodel or anything, you know? And we may not even, we may bypass people that have so much to give us because we're not looking deeper, you know? So I think the whole lesson is that we're supposed to be seeing things with spiritual eyes because if we don't start to do that, we don't understand that, first of all, a lot of people that are being put in front of us as unrealistic standards for what we need to look like, we're not understanding that they have so many hundreds of thousands of dollars of plastic surgery. 
But people don't see that. When they look at the magazine, they say, why don't I look like that? Somebody paid for all that surgery. You could look like that. Anybody can. I will say this over and over again until people get it. Anybody can look like anything. Literally, uh, maybe 10 minutes to a half an hour, even without surgery, anybody can look like anything. If you looked in my... Uh, in my phone, because some people have access to my phone, right? A dupe of my phone. You'll see the pictures of the process of the silicone mask where it says Taylor on it. And it's a Taylor Swift mask. And this girl that, she's a brunette. She's, she's pretty. But she wants, I guess, let's say she wants to look like Taylor Swift. She puts on this silicone mask and all the makeup, just like a lot of these, you know, the Asian girls that do that. Um, and she can go out and she can look like Taylor Swift and, you know, whatever. And you can, you can wear a corset and I mean, you could, you could be a man and wear a corset and look like you have an hourglass figure. You know, anybody can look any kind of way. We have makeup, we have wigs, we have prosthetics. We have all that. Anybody can look any kind of way that they want to be. So for you to sit there and beat yourself up and injure your concept of yourself over something that can be changed, it doesn't really make sense. It really doesn't. The core you, the, core, the outside can always change. But the core you, that's what takes more time to develop your core beliefs about yourself, about other things. Taking the time to even invest in the fruits of the spirit. What I understood is that people would be excited by it if they actually knew that fruits do come from it. A lot of times we don't see that. We see the flashy people getting all the attention. We see, you know, uh, yeah, the pretty people, the flashy people. You don't always see, you know, people that are, you know, other types of people getting rewarded in the same way. You don't always see that. But um, I do know that there are more sets of eyes on people than social media. There are divine eyes that are looking down on us and everything that we do. Those little lights in the sky when it's dark. I, I always like to think that that's God being able to see everybody everywhere, you know? And those, those sets of eyes are looking at you in a different way than everybody else does. They see you as a light being that is having an experience, that's all it is. And so now we're being given this great opportunity to take that, what I said, that 10 minutes, instead of the 10 minutes a day, since these are the end times, you could take this year, since it's a pivotal year, to just, in a sense, sometimes you have to slow down to go faster. And so, 
if we take this year to just look at ourselves and be a little bit more introspective I'm my goal even though I have, I have so many goals going on and I think that's why I grow so much is because I have so many goals intermittent goals long-term goals I have a lot of goals I don't telegraph everything because not everybody needs to be in your business just because you don't tell people everything doesn't mean you don't have a plan it means you don't need to know my business because you don't need to give anybody uh, any kind of inkling of what it is that you're doing as long as you know and you can feel in yourself where it is that you're going but um, what did I want to say to you one of my goals this year was to and, and it's been in my bio it's been a goal for a very long time is to truly explore you know my heritage you know which I always suspected but you know I didn't really even know how to go about utilizing the resources that I had to find it until this year it took me from the time that I wrote that bio uh, Carla Simmons is look is trying to do this project where she's looking into uh, you know uh, to create a project that's based on her ancestry you know and and the contributions of people like herself I that's exactly what I wrote in my bio and so that's the power of intention that you could have come said I want to do this or I want to learn this or I want to be this or whatever you could do that 10 years ago and that one little seed you're following that little seed and now I, I honestly I never thought that I would get to this point it was just something that I it was like a wish it was like a wish and it's so funny because like I have a, hear a lot of intuitives saying that we're coming into a time of wish fulfillment very interesting so I really this is a real goal of mine that I had that I wanted to really understand who I was and in being able to trace that I'm remembering I'm remembering uh, some past life stuff and one thing is leading to the next you know and uh, if you're trying to access that junk jump DNA jump man jump man jump man that's where I came up with that and uh, certain people didn't even know where I was going with that when they took it um, when you can do that and talk to that DNA and work with that DNA it's just it's endless what you're going to be able to manifest and what you're going to be able to do and we all have it we all have we all have all these let me tell you only 10% of our DNA is our mom and our dad and the rest 90% is supposedly our Akashic records of all the other lifetimes that we've lived and all the lessons that we've ever learned so it depends on what your goal as a spirit is we now have an awareness in this age of Aquarius the age of knowing we're actually having an awareness of understanding that we can actually look back and be like okay what did I learn in this lifetime why am I here in this lifetime 
that could tell you what you learned in another lifetime. What was I supposed to learn then that I didn't learn then? How can I correct it? By looking at our natal charts and, and looking at all of that, we can now make a decision. Do we want to come back to 3D and do it all again and live this uh, materialism uh, centered life of 3D and I ain't knocking it in terms of the the sensuality and the enjoyment it's wonderful being a human being it is such a great privilege but do we want that again in this kind of uh, you know enslavement situation or do we want to go to where the most high is and be able to do everything all that all that was given to us in the DNA that uh, certain factions in the Elohim did not want us to be all that we really had within us you know but we we are being given insight that guess what you got all of this magic in you in your DNA you have it all human being you hit the jackpot you got the best of everything what are you gonna do about it are we gonna stay limited are we gonna expand where are we gonna go with it you know that's just a blessing that we figured that out that we have this free will and this free choice and one of the brothers, I'm not sure which it is, some people say it's Enki, wanted us to be able to have this ability to decide whether we wanted to continue to keep coming back and doing this earth thing or whether we wanted to expand our consciousness and become all that we can be. I think that we, we can do it. But we have to be, just like I said, I had that intention and I had that dream for finding out about my heritage, finding out about my identity. And look, here I am. And it took, yes, it took decades, but it happened. Just, just me moving toward it, always moving toward it and not stopping. That's how I got here. So if we all decide in ourselves, where do we want to go? What do we want to experience? We are steering the ship. We can get there. And uh, no matter what things that, you know, we, we know things, bad things are going on. But guess what? Whoever it is has not won yet. Whoever it is has not won yet. And it's like that time in, uh, what is it? Return of the Jedi. Where... You know, uh, Han is like totally frozen and Leia is chained to a pile of, you know, what he looks like. And it looks like everything is lost. It looked like they had no chance. And they came all the way back from all the way behind just because they they decided that they, there was no there was no other course of action so we really can decide you know I think a lot of people maybe they feel like you know they're giving up already and they're like oh the controllers have all of this stuff whenever I'm telling you that I'm not being a defeatist and I'm not trying to scare you or anything I'm just trying to make you alert yes they have that so what does that mean 
that we better get our intentions in line and our energies in line and better start, you know, making a decision. It's only totally over and lost if we say that it is. We still have free will. I don't know for how much longer we're 5G on its way, but we still got it. We still got a chance. And there's an awful lot of us. There's an awful lot of us. I think we can do it. So I just with this, I, I'm gonna click. I'm gonna end this the segment. But I just wanted to ask you, anybody that knows that we're in the end times, have you made up your mind? Have you directed your mind, body, and spirit in the direction which you want to go? Where do you see your soul in the next lifetime? What kind? Where do you want to be? Think further ahead. I'm giving you. I'm giving you a bigger paradigm than we've ever dreamed before. It's not just about this life. Where Where do we want to be? You know. Because if we decided ourselves how we want this to go, I was telling you that if you looked in two episodes ago, that I don't believe that revelation is divine. I think that that they changed it, and it's a pre-programmed story of the ending that they want, with their fake Lucifer God coming in at the end. We don't have to follow their script. By following their script, you're giving consent. You're giving them power to to manifest their ideas. That's subtle magic. No, snatch the script. Let's rewrite the script. And let's say, no, we want it to be this. We have the power to do that. And we don't even have to worry about how. We just have to decide in ourselves, reach out to the divinity that is inside, not outside, inside and create it together Kyla Powers Radio